everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey's Green Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. I'd say that's a, I'd say that's a hell of a regulation loss right there. It's a real good one. Um, you know, fire 49 shots on net. Pretty entertaining game. Control play. Get zero points. That's uh, I- I'm all for it. Uh, in in all seriousness, is you know, it's not like I'm not serious. I, you know, I want them to lose, and I want them to lose in regulation. Um, something that has plagued the Flyers for years is their their reluctance to shoot the puck. And you know, they only scored twice tonight. Whatever, but. Fire from all angles. I would love more of a shoot-first mentality out of this team. That would be real good to see going forward if that's a point of emphasis, uh, especially this offseason. I joked on Twitter early after uh, after TK passed on that, that opportunity. Um, next year, they should announce publicly the player with the fewest shot attempts after every game will be fined. And I stand by it. Honestly, it's, it's a, it's very frustrating. There are absolutely times to pass on the rush. There are times where the pass is the right play, but far too often uh, we see, you know, opportunities passed up and how they never shoot for rebounds and uh, try to create scrums. Like you don't have like a, a team built the way they are a team that doesn't have like high end shooting talent, uh, you know, a, a team whose best goal scorer, I guess you could say Atkinson now, but it, it's it, JVR and guys who score their goals around the net. Why aren't you trying to score via chaos by like getting multiple opportunities and you can't get multiple without the first shot, you know, try to get rebounds, try to score in scrums, get deflections. It's, it's just absolutely freaking insane. So it was great to see tonight a team, uh, a team that at least had a shoot first mentality. Um, glad to see Eric Robinson, South Jersey's own, Hollydale's own, pick up a couple of points tonight. That was pretty cool. Uh, very nice little uh, role player over there for the Columbus. It's always cool. Um, other than that, what were my other takeaways? Oh, Owen Tippett, man. Owen Tippett is so close to being really good. Like, real good hands, nice hard shot, creates a ton of chances, very fast. Just cannot seem to find the back of the net, considering all the chances he creates. Like, he could be a very, very solid player for this team if he somehow figures out a way to uh, to capitalize. Um, congrats to Noah Cates, first goal. Ronnie Adderd, first point. Pretty good night for them. I mean, Adderd, uh, n- not the best all-around game, but a memorable moment picking up the assist on that JVR deflection, so that was cool. How about JVR? JVR is going to get to 20 goals this year, and I couldn't be happier about it simply because maybe it'll trick someone into trading for him. Uh, all right, that's it for me. Let's get to your comments. Let's start it off with Harris Barnes. Harris, you're live on the post game. Uh, how are you doing, Bill? How's it going tonight, Harris? Uh, I'm doing fine. Um, yeah, Tippett's really close. Um, I will say that some shifts he doesn't, like, skate with – without the puck and like look active enough. And sometimes he just kind of floats out there. And I think that's kind of been like the criticism going back to his draft year is sometimes like he will be a little lackadaisical or lackadaisical out there. Yeah. He uh, like, absolutely. Obviously it's on him, but it just seems like a guy who needs consistent coaching and just like, 
to know what his role is. Like, okay, are you a third line depth scorer? Are you a top six forward? Are we going to try you out in different spots? Are you going to get consistent power play time? He Uh seems like a guy to me that if we just had a defined role for him, he would be successful. Of course, when he gets that defined role, he needs to produce. And as impressed as I've been with him overall, like creating chances and all is fun. They eventually have to lead to production. Um, Also, it's uh, with Yo. Um, obviously, he's not like trying for them to lose, but I guess it was a good decision for the tank for him to put Yandel and um, Ather out there together because that, <laughs> oh, that was that uh, was atrocious defensively. Like we're gonna and, have a guy who's gonna make some mistakes because it's his second NHL game paired with the guy who has a zero percent chance of making up for them and erasing them. It's perfect. Yeah, it's like Adler's going to pinch, so it's going to be a two-on-one, and Yandel has not been able to play a two-on-one correctly in, like, six years, if not more than that. And, like, and he just can't skate. Like, like Yandel yeah. used to be, like, he could at least skate and keep up, and, and now he can't. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, Ronnie's going to do his thing, and he's just going to have to learn that you can't do that. But it's just yeah. funny that, like – and. and of course, not everything is Yandel's fault. Like the third goal is not no. completely Yandel's fault, but like he's out there. So, like, but the forwards aren't helping either. It's just funny that, like, and I've been making a point of this on Twitter. Like, Yandel barely plays. Mm-hmm. And what is he's like, you know, minus 40 something now. Like, it's unbelievable how many goals go in when he's on the ice, considering, like, like, Two of his 14, 12 to 14 minutes every night are on the power play where you're probably not going to get a plus or a minus. Yeah. And still somehow all these goals, it's just – it's insanity. Yeah, I – when he signed with Philadelphia, I didn't know, like, why it made sense for either party because I thought Yander would want to go to a presumably, like, closer team to a cup. But I guess he realized he was going to be able to play, and I guess they signed him – uh, because Hayes wanted him, and they probably had some handshake agreement that he would play unless something unforeseen happened. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's weird. Um, I, I like that the team was shooting more, um, and uh, Hart made some good saves. Like, he wasn't bad. So, um, yeah. I don't know what else to say, but it, it's a big loss for the tank. So It was a good one. It was, uh, it was a nice loss tonight. Thanks a lot, Harris. Um, it looks like... Is Buffalo winning? Did they beat uh Yeah, they beat Carolina 4-2. Not great from my Carolina by a goal and a half bet, but excellent for our tank. Buffalo, one of these teams that's you know right there in the mix of things in terms of uh these draft odds in the top five. So really, really enjoying every time they pick up a couple of points. Uh let's go to Patrick Reed Miller. Patrick, you're live on the post game. Hey Bill, how you doing? What's up tonight, Patrick? All right. So, uh, what'd you think of Mania? <laughs> uh, I, I've only seen Night 2 so far, and it was a lot of fun. The highlights I saw of Night 1 were great. The Cody, um, the Cody-Seth match was awesome. Uh, really happy with the way they presented Cody Rhodes as, like, a star immediately. I heard Bianca, uh, Bianca and Becky was awesome. Probably going to watch Night 1 tonight. I have so much stuff to catch up on from the weekend Definitely, so many freaking wrestling Definitely events. watch it. I, I'm not even that divested anymore. I used to be like a big Shawn Michaels fan, even though he was before my time. But I got I got back into it a little bit after watching WrestleMania this weekend. I'm like, wow, holy crap. Like, yeah, that Bianca Blair regular uh, match was good. But anyway, this is about the Flyers. Um, yeah. Another loss. I'm happy about it's huge. it. 
huge. Also, Claude Giroux scored for the Panthers. Yay. I saw he's got a goal and an assist tonight. I think that's like uh, nine points in eight games for him. There's just been a guy on Twitter who's been, like, hitting us up that I've had muted, but I've seen he said to other people, <laughs> like, uh, oh, yeah, he's been a real contributor for them. He hasn't scored yet. And I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, coming into tonight, he had seven points in seven games. Like, oh, he's only at a point a game while he adjusts to uh, uh, a new situation for the first time in his career. But, yeah. Um, I guess I guess a good thing about this game, I guess I'm not as worried about Kevin Hayes as I thought I would be going into next season. I mean, we'll see, but... He scored. Yeah, he's he's looking more and more like the Kevin Hayes we remember. He's puck handling well. He had that uh, shorthanded play tonight. He dipsy dude around like three guys and almost set someone else up for a shorthanded goal. Uh, he's been scoring some goals. I think he's got like uh, what I, like he's close to or at a point a game since he came back from his latest uh, you know injury break. Um, it's if this. Like regardless of who they add this offseason, and they have to make additions, the guys that they have who are signed and not going anywhere have to be a part of it and have to be major contributors. And Hayes is looking more and more like that guy he was from a couple of years ago. Yeah, I mean, like if, if we can get him back, and then like I guess, I guess we're really gonna have to wait and see how Couturier is gonna be next season with a back injury and all. But like, it's still gonna be like, uh, what the hell is Chuck? Chuck Fletcher going to do to make this team better, but I mean, I don't know. There's the parts might be there, but uh, let's see. Jeff Lottery's May sixteenth, so mark your calendars, everybody. <laughs> that'll be that'll be a big day in uh, in 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 Flyers off season. Maybe in the history of this franchise, it could be a huge day. Cross your fingers and toes, but uh, yeah, I guess that's all I got, Bill. Thanks as always. All right, thanks a lot, Patrick. Appreciate it. Yeah, uh, you know, season season coming to an end here. Uh, April 29th is a Friday, I believe, against Ottawa finals. Uh, like in the season that will not end. And like I, I hate complaining as much as I do because my job is like 50% just watching fucking hockey. <laughs> but goddamn, like the final game of this endless season is against the freaking Ottawa Senators, who I just who I just despise more than anything. Uh, and it just it really can't get here soon enough. But you look you're looking at those key dates, you know, the draft lottery, the draft, free agency, all that stuff. So. That's what we have to look forward to. That's what this season's about now. It's about getting to those days. Uh, Milwaukee Drew. Drew, you're live on the post game. Hey, Bill. How's it going tonight, Drew? Oh, uh, going great. I was going to say, um, you know, regarding your uh, Ottawa Senators uh, love-hate, you've heard about uh, the rumors about Drew going there after Florida, right? Yeah, I just, like, <laughs> why, why would he choose to spend his whole career losing? Why would he make that decision? Yeah, I, it's it's beyond me. Maybe because it's uh, right next door to Hearst or, you know, apparently. I mean, <laughs> he's got the whole rest of his life yeah. to live in fucking Ontario. Uh, yeah. Like, go somewhere and win a cup, dude. You just had to carry Philadelphia for 10 years on your back and never got a reward out of it. Like, go somewhere and get carried and win a bunch of games. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, my uh, my real, uh, you know, 
thought comment on uh you know what's coming up in the near future is i actually want to stay out of that dreaded number two spot i feel like that's a certain death for the flyers with draft history and it's like yeah. i feel like you know one obviously nice but maybe like three through five if you look at the drafts through the last uh few years you know three through five or three through six uh for the teams that have drafted there have been pretty much hits yeah, I want uh, anything in the top five I'll be cool with. The more options they have, the more chances they have to hit, the happier I'll be. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got tonight, Bill. All right. Thanks a lot, Drew. Uh, yeah, I get the, like, oh, that two spot. Like, listen, man. Yes, they did not get Patrick Kane, who scored a Stanley Cup winning goal against them. Uh, when they ended up with the second overall pick, when they only won 22 games and somehow Chicago won the draft lottery. Absolutely, that's annoying. But, like, GVR was a really good player for most of his career. I don't want to, like, make it out as if, oh, yeah, you know, we only draft busts at the two spot. Like, first of all, that was 2007. Like, that was a very, very long time ago. Uh, and also, he was very good for most of his career. He's having a bad year. He is probably declining rapidly. Uh, he's still going to score 20 goals this year, you know? And I, it's not like a defense of him. I'm just saying his horrible, dreadful, useless year where we're thinking about buying him out. He's going to end up with 20 goals, and he's a goal scorer. That's what he's here to do. Like, Noel Patrick just didn't work out. It's not like if we get the second overall pick, I'm not going to go, oh, well, we're fucked. Like, it's funny and all, but, like, there's there's no reason to believe, like, something bad is going to happen because they draft a guy at two instead of three. I want the most chance of a guy turning out. The best chance you have is getting him at the highest possible spot. You have all the options in the world. Now, there is something, too. There is something to if you want to draft at like four or five and reduce their options so that they can't pick the wrong guy. They can only pick who's left. I do kind of understand that thinking because, you know, if you want to ask, do you trust them to actually pick the right guy? I think that's a different question than, oh, well, the two spot is cursed. Like, I, I think it's two different discussions. Like at four, like say they're, you know, they have a board where, okay, these are our top five. We're choosing between these guys and we have the second or third pick. It's like, all right, well, if we have a top five and we have the fifth pick, we have to take who's left. And then uh, it's just less chance of picking the absolute wrong guy. But still, you know, I, I want the best possible player and your best chance of getting the best possible player is by picking higher in the draft. Uh, let's take a look at the standings real quick because we got some time. It doesn't look like we have any callers waiting. We do not. So if you want to jump in, jump in because I am more than willing to end this thing early. So if you want to get on uh, and you're thinking, oh, I don't want to wait. Right now is that time. Harris is going to come back on. So right now the Flyers are at one, two, three, four, five. They are a point up on the Devils for that fourth spot. Fucking Devils, man. Like, come on. Flyers have a negative 69 goal differential. That's pretty nice. All right. That's cool. That's, this should be determined by goal differential. Flyers would be what? Uh, that would only make them fourth. I can't believe how bad Detroit's goal differential is considering their records much better than, like, especially the bottom couple of teams. 
what are we – so Flyers have 55 points in 70 games. Montreal and Arizona have 49. Seattle has 50 and 69. Devils have 54 and 70. Flyers have 55 and 70. That's it, boys. Uh, we're close. We're close to this thing. They can really close this thing out with uh, – that win against the Rangers is very annoying. Uh, Harris is back. What's up, Harris? Um, did you see uh, Jack Hughes is done for the year for the Devils? So that helps their tank. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. All right. Well, it looks like looks like the Flyers are just going to have to play Keith Yandel more. Uh, you know, 20, 22 minutes a game, I think that could really uh, that could really even that out for us. Um, and when are you guys going to start doing like uh draft, like prospect profiles? Like you just, after we're going to, yeah, after the season, I'm sure I, I want to do Kelly. I talked about this, I think on the last show when it was just me and you, I want to do, um, coach talk this week. Think about different coaches and stuff. I just hate like prospect stuff, but if we have Charlie, maybe he's seen it more of them. I, you know, I only watch so much non-Flyers, non-NHL hockey, because, you know, I got wrestling to watch. So it's not like I have any original opinions on these guys, but we definitely have to start getting into it more with, uh, you know, so much of this season being about the draft at this point. Because it looks like, and technically, the tier might be a little bit larger depending on opinion on players, but it looks like a tier of, like, five guys is kind of at that top. I mean, right is, has, has an edge at one. And then there's like a two through five, but some people might say that tier is like two through 10, but like a lot of people think it's a, a top five. So if you're finishing bottom five and they're slated based on points percentage to be fifth going into the lottery, then like, again, at worst you're seventh and you're probably not going to move back two spots. So like if they keep losing and maybe Jesper Bratt pulls the devils to get a couple wins, then like they're, in fourth or maybe third. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Um, thanks, Harris. Uh, it's, it's very, it's so self-defeating to just be sitting here thinking about, oh man, if we can just like lose out, how great would that be? But we got 12 games left, fam. We have 12 games left. I looking at my personal schedule, I think I'm going to be able to do post games after all of them. Of course, that could always change if something comes up. I'm not above skipping one, as you all know, but uh, I'm going to a wedding in a couple of weeks and like there's no game on that weekend until like Sunday when I'm back. So uh, I think we're going to be able to do plenty of these. Let's check out the comments here, see if anyone's saying anything. It looks like everyone's talking about uh, the Toronto. What happened in that Toronto Florida game. It went to overtime. Tell me. Yeah, they're uh, they're 6-6 in overtime. This is absolutely freaking insane. Uh, If you uh, listen to my picks or see them on Twitter every day uh, on You Better You Bet, you'd know I had the over at six and a half or over at seven in this game. And the uh, the winner of this game is going to hit is going to push the total by themselves. And there were another six goals in this game. So uh, absolutely insane. If you're not betting Toronto and Florida overs every night and, like, they're playing each other, so it's the easiest bet ever, uh, you absolutely have to get on this. But, yeah, go Panthers, absolutely. We want to see Giroux. I want to see Giroux at least have a run in these playoffs. Uh, but unless we have any more calls, yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up for the night. Why not? You know, 12 games left. Absolutely no reason to go an hour if we don't have to. So uh, that's it. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, you got to hit that subscribe button. 
Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts and boom, content, content, content. Uh, I hope to be back with you following the next game. I mean, I should be. I don't hope. Um, It looks like the game ended. I missed it somehow. Uh, I'll catch the replay. Uh, All right. That's it for me. My name is Bill Matz. Until next time, have a great week, everybody. Go Panthers.